Oh, and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other co-host. I'm Tenant Michael. And I would like to say it's great to be back here podding again. And thank you, listeners, for allowing me and James to uh, to run wild inside of your mind uh, once more, like two little imps, just r- like we're tiny, shrunken down little creatures who are uh, bigger than bacteria, but smaller than a mouse, and we're just cr- running around and causing mischief in your brain. Well, Mike, I hate to be uh, go Neil deGrasse Tyson on you, but I hope it's significantly mm-hmm. smaller than a mouse, because if we were even just, say, half a mouse's size, okay... Yeah. And then we we ran around someone's brain. We would absolutely tear it to shreds. I suppose you're right. Well, so, yeah, much well, smaller. Let's, let's be much smaller then. But yes, do you, do you ever think about that? That when people listen to us, that we are two little sort of two little devils running around and causing problems. You know? No. The brain is a mysterious thing. Isn't it crazy that we we have so much technology and so much medical science, but we still don't know what the brain is or what it does or how it works? We don't know where <laughs> memories come from and how they're stored. I mean, I think we know what the brain is. I don't know. I mean, you get the gist of what I'm saying, though, right? <laughs> oh, the mysteries of the brain are yeah. are a real thing. Um, yeah. I I would love to. Would you? I would love to be the one to figure out the mysteries of the brain. That would put us on the map. Um, oh, finally! You know what? We'd yeah. get a CBC article about us if we if we solve mm-hmm. the mysteries of the brain. Yeah. We would get a flashy CBC article, you know, about us and <laughs> and what we did. Do you know how? Have you ever heard about how like when when Einstein died or like when a famous person dies? Mm-hmm. Um, in Einstein's case, scientists wanted to see like, whoa, he's a genius. Let's let's can we have his brain? And I think the Einstein family were like, sure. And people were surprised by like, huh, for such a smart guy, his brain was just the same size as a regular man's brain, (laughs) as if they thought that he'd have some sort of massively humongous brain. Be bad if you're like, yes, we got Einstein's brain. And then you cut to a bit later and they're like, oh, I hate to say this, but Einstein's brain stinks. (laughs) Like they have it on on like a pedestal in their, you know, foyer. Einstein's brain on a pedestal and it's like I think we gotta do something about Einstein's brain it really smells it's stinking up the house I think I'm gonna barf (laughs) yeah oh it'd be Uh, awful if his brain stank I agree I can't remember if I imagined this or we really did it but have we talked about the movie Limitless on this podcast I think I have many times Uh, but I'm I think so yes struggling yes oh man now that's a movie about unlocking the secrets of your brain it's really stupid but worth watching. Okay. Is that a yeah. Christopher Nolan joint? No, no, no. Um, I don't know who directed it. I don't think he's famous. But uh, Bradley Cooper, you know, he's just a mm. struggling writer. And he's like, fuck, I'm an artist, but I can't make money. And then somehow, for some reason, someone's like, take this little pill. And then he does. And then he's a genius. Right. He writes the greatest book of all time. And then... 
so he so he's now written like an amazing sci-fi book and everyone's like whoa you're, you've done it you're doing really well and so now he has this genius brain and he has to keep taking these pills to keep it going and Uh-oh. you know what he decides to do with his life now that he's a, a super genius what just become a day trader oh. you know, isn't that weird so like he doesn't it's not like he wanted to be the best author ever or keep writing or whatever he just made money on the stock market <laughs> and then rose and rose and rose and all this drama happened it's so stupid but absolutely watch it. Excellent. Limitless. Well, and then, spoiler alert, okay? There's a reveal at the end that basically all the elites all are on this drug. Hmm. So it's like... Is the, the drug hell, um, in, lim- in Limitless a metaphor for cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Imagine there was a drug for greatest podcaster. Oh, God. Would you take it? Hell yes. And then some, you'd probably narc on me and be like, you know, make some press release. James has been taking uh, performance enhancing drugs. We should record an episode this winter during the lockdown. These are some dark days where we both Mm. drop LSD and see how the podcast goes. (laughs) Wow. Well, the problem is I have developed an immunity to it. Have you ever seen The Princess Bride? Yes, many times. You got Andre the Giant, you've got Billy Crystal, you've got Carrie Elwes. Yeah, well, remember um Carrie Elwes, he can't be killed by that poison. He developed an immunity to it. Yes. And that's how he he defeats uh, Wallace Shawn. Well, I'm like that but with uh, all hard and chemical drugs. So, really? That can't be healthy. Yeah, yeah. So I'd probably yeah. just be straight ahead. But it'd be interesting I- to hear you meltdown. I I mean I'm afraid to do it, but it might be uh, interesting for the listeners to hear me have a sort of hallucinatory experience. Speaking of hallucinatory experiences, did you know that Wallace Shawn is in the latest Woody Allen movie? Why is that hallucinatory? Just too many hot guys in one movie. <laughs> Woody and Wallace. Apparently, none of the female crew could concentrate because they were like, "Who do we look at?" Which which hunk? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it'd be it'd be you know you'd have to still be professional and do your job, but it would be like yeah. Oh, I talk about eye candy. It's it's funny though because as far as I can tell, you know how like when Kate Winslet did a Woody Allen movie or um, mm. Timothy Chalamet or whoever recently they've been like. Because Woody Allen is, you know, a pariah. They've been like, oh, I'm sorry I did this. And they're sort of held to account. No one seems to care that Wallace Shawn has done one. <laughs> That's true. Right? Good. Good point. Double standard. Yeah. yeah. Um, When you were ta- saying that, I was thinking about the expression eye candy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, imagine an episode of Cheers where... um. Say uh, Cliff sees a pretty woman walk by, and he goes, "Boy, Woody, uh, that's some uh, eye candy there," or however he talks. Mm-hmm. And then Woody doesn't understand. And then later in the episode, Woody has like um, a sour key and is rubbing it against his eye. And then Norm's like, hey, "Wood, Woody, what are you doing?" And Woody's like, "I'm trying some of that eye candy you talked about, Cliff." Oh God, isn't that good? Yeah. Oh my God. It's too bad. They should bring back Cheers. They should. And and, and you know, I would I could pitch these little fun scenarios and stories. 
Or at least you, with your vast wealth, and I know you've got money, um, sure you do. should just hire those two actors because they're both still alive, right? Uh, Woody Harrelson and um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Ratsy. John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger, Trump supporter. You should just Is hire he? them to um, to act out this one scene. Uh, I would. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like Stanley from The Office. If you Google him, he's been doing, uh, making his own little sketches and stuff on, uh, on the As internet. Stanley? Mm, no, he's like him, him playing himself, but he, he he made like a funny quote unquote <laughs> music video. I actually am surprised you haven't seen this. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it depends on your sense of humor if you're going to think it's good or not. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not great, but Stanley, you know, he's going for it. He's, he's, you know, making funny videos. How's he looking? How's he, does he look well? Is he okay? Good as ever. Same old Stanley. But in this one, you know how he's kind of dour in uh, the office. In this yes. one, he's famously. He's, it, it's it's sort of the vibe of um, you know when people make a joke rap video and a regular person is kind of rapping to camera and yeah that kind of thing. It's yeah. that kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah, and there's like girls in bikinis and stuff. This is real. <laughs> you guys can Google this. I mean, I don't know where the hell you Google, but if you Google Stanley from the Office rap video, I bet you'll find it. That's one of my bookmarks. Um, well, should we talk about our weeks here? I think we've talked quite enough, young man. Yes. How has your week been, James? Um, not bad. Uh, if you were listening last week, you'll know that um, I've got a business venture going on that I'm pretty excited about, and it oh, kind of blew up online, too, so that's pretty oh, exciting. Um, I'm pissed off that they're taking Santa mall Santas away from kids they're taking the the right for to put your kid on a mall Santa's lap is being taken away and I'm absolutely pissed off about that so I um I've made my own my own venture it's called Santa's Freedom Village it's at an mm-hmm. undisclosed motel west of Toronto and I've taken a motel and I've filled it up with mall Santas and um people uh are going to be able to bring their kids there, get in a motel, stick their kid on a Santa's lap, and and Christmas. Honestly, it's Christmas is back. This this basically mm-hmm. saved Christmas. And um, may I just say that I, yeah. I heard we we played the ad last week, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing. I'm just going to say this. It seems like you've assembled an unsavory ragtag ragtag group of men to play these mall Santas. In the ad, you say that some of them are ex-army mm-hmm. i think some of them have been you know in the big house and you said some of them are just looking to get back up on their feet not very um inspiring uh as first a of all who- nobody calls it the big house anymore okay um so that's strike one but um yeah sure um some of these guys aren't exactly uh howdy doody leave it to beaver uh you know the brady bunch but guess what man that's mall Santas. That's school bus drivers. That's mall Santas. That's cafeteria people at school. They're for for decades. We've been putting our kids on these dudes' knees, and I don't see why we have to stop now. All right. So, um, at the Freedom Village, um, we've decided to organize something that I know is going to be exciting for you, Mike. We're going to organize our own Santa Claus parade. James, no, you've finally gone too far. You can't, you can't hold a, a parade that has people gathered. It sounds like you're trying to organize a super spreader event. No, I'm, I'm just trying to organize a super spread 
Christmas event. Okay. Um, and that's the only spreading that's going to be going on there. Uh, believe me. So it's going to be a, a very cool um, parade. We're going to do it all inside the motel, up and down the hallways. Because just because we, you know, we do want to keep it on the down low. So if so, if you right. want to bring your kids and you want to see this parade, you, you come in the motel and you sort of look as they these these things go up and down the hallway. Um, we've got floats, little small floats. We have one that is uh, the shape of a copy of the Canadian Rights and uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Okay. Um, we're going to have uh, Van Morrison on Zoom. Um, pretty cool. Not singing, because that did cost extra, but just talking about his anti-mask uh, beliefs. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, we're going to have effigies. Effigies of, of you name it. We're going to have effigies of Greta Thunberg, Dr. Fauci. The kids are going to have fun with that. Um, lots of people on these little floats going up and down the hallways. We've got uh, the famous Toronto anti-masker Chris Skye, Don Sherry, Bobby Orr. They're going to be doing the Dougie or some kind of fun dance. Ezra Levant will have a Hanukkah float. Maxime Bernier will be there. Oh, we've got the Voros twins. Uh, those are those two Davinci guys. They're going to be uh, oh. wrestling a Justin Trudeau impersonator. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And um, we're fingers crossed. We're hoping to get the Hodge twins. Um <laughs> But uh, they have a clause in their contract that they have to be the only twins. So we're hoping to work around, uh, find a workaround. There are a lot of popular online twins these days. Well, I mean, hats off to you, I guess, for organizing an event like this. But also, hats on to you. Because this sounds like a nightmare that's going to send a lot of people to the hospital. And also, um, you shouldn't have kids there, uh, period. Yeah, well, I agree. This is going to send a lot of people to the hospital from smiling. (laughs) Because that's the only thing that's going to happen at this place. And, you know, the Sanders can do what they want behind closed doors in the motel because they'll be sleeping there right now. But it's just going to be smiling, Mike, and having fun and enjoying Christmas. Just smiling. Okay, well. Yeah. uh, I don't know what to say. I'm, um, I'm very nervous about this. Anyway, well, how was your week? Um, well, my week was um a little. Well, it started off disappointing, and it got it got great, like so many things in mm-hmm. life. Um, last week I announced to the listeners that I am in the planning stages to write a classic Christmas song. You know, I'm aiming high. I'm thinking of you know, fairy tale of New York, White Christmas, uh, Christmas in Killarney. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. I want a song that every year is played on the uh, <clears throat> on the radio, makes me tons of money, and um, the subject for the song came to me in a dream. Uh, I pictured a man lying in a bed and envisioning a candy cane, and I didn't know much more to it than that, and I had sort of a flute riff, and I, I this week began with me sitting down at my desk with my pad and pen, and I had a blank mind i couldn't think of anything i couldn't think of how to begin i couldn't think of what to do with this motif this image in my mind of a man being threatened and also blessed by a candy cane and so i did what all great artists do and I'm, i'm not proud of this but um i resorted to um stimulants i guess you'd call them Okay, what are we talking here? Adderall, Dexedrin? No, 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 no pills. I um, basically, I ch- in the spirit of the season, I chugged a liter of some 
old eggnog uh, that I made in August. And so I guess some sort of bacteria had grown into it. And um, <clears throat> it tasted a bit off, but it's all I had. And then I went for a walk. And I went to the CN Tower and I just you know stood at the base of the CN Tower and wouldn't you know it, the, the eggnog kicked in. I started feeling a little bit woozy. I guess I had some sort of hallucination. And this is going to sound crazy, but as I looked up at the CN Tower, I thought, my God, this thing looks exactly like a great big candy cane. And the longer I looked at it, the more it sort of morphed into a candy cane that was sort of swaying to and fro in a fun way. And before I knew it, I found myself... I had attached myself to the base of the CN Tower, and I was licking and suckling it. What? I thought... I know it sounds crazy. This is out of character for me, but I was... I swear to God, in my mind, it looked like a candy cane, and I was just licking and suckling the CN Tower. And when I think about that now, it's disgusting, because that's an old, you know, concrete building. Lord knows what kind of muck and guck is on it, but I was licking and suckling it. And before too long... Yeah, a police officer came by, and he said, Sir, get down from there, or else I'll have to shoot you. Um, and I said, Listen, buddy. Listen, Mac, officer. I'm writing a song. Leave me alone, you uh, you pig. And then, um, then I filled about 40 pages of notes that night with uh, ideas for the song. Wow. So yeah. so it worked. The CN Tower worked as sort of inspiration for your Christmas the Christmas song. Song. Yeah. Yes. So you you were just sucking and licking the CN Tower? Yeah, I know. And once again, I just like to say I know it sounds weird and it was weird, but that's what happened. It, you know, you hear stories about I don't know, um the Beatles or Jimi Hendrix having these psychedelic experiences that fed into their music. And that's basically yeah, what happened but to me. I don't think I've heard of uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, thinking a guitar was a candy cane and sucking it. Yeah, I'm going to suck my guitar. It's a candy cane. Ha ha ha. Imagine that. Yeah, you can't imagine that. That's what I'm saying. This is, it's what you did is strange. I'm just going to say. Yeah, it was strange. It's a strange thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, it's all part of the legend, and um, I'm back on track, and I have a strong feeling that my song is going to be amazing. Well, I'm excited to hear. I hope you have it ready for Christmas. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. A Christmas song to unite a divided world, huh? Yes. Well, high, high, um, you're aiming high. Yes. Um, well, that, um, that pretty much does it for our, our weeks here. Oh, Mike, we should mention to everyone that we have a Patreon. Yes, we do. If you're feeling um, in the Christmas mood, you want to go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And if you're a Scrooge, maybe you'll be visited by three ghosts who scare you about your legacy. And you will uh, leave your entire fortune to us. Um, Or if, yeah, or like $5 a month, if you feel. Yes. And you get a bonus episode a month. Yeah. Um, we'll shoot you uh, a bony. And what's that? Huh? Oh, I was just gonna say we shoot you a bony uh, once shoot a month. You a bony? Yeah. And what's that address? Patreon.com/slash/landlordtenant. There you go. And if uh, if you already do, thank you. We love you. And if you can't, don't worry about it. But you could maybe uh, rate us on uh, iTunes or whatever, and that would be really uh, appreciated. 
Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, we have a pretty fun interview coming up. Uh, things get a little wild, a little bit fantastical, and I think people are going to understand what I mean uh, when they yeah. hear. Yeah. Uh, we basically let our imaginations run uh, more than wild. We let them go feral. That's right. And uh, if you're wondering what uh, we mean here, um, you're just going to have to stay tuned to find out. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Our guest this week is an actor, improviser, and podcaster. In fact, his new podcast has just recently launched. It's called Dwarven Moss, and it bills itself as the HBO of Dungeons and Dragons. Look, everyone, it's Chris Siddiqui. Hey, Chris. Good morrow, my friends. Oh, it's <laughs> already beginning. Me. I'm excited. Oh, I'm already in it. I'm already in it. I know that we're in for a wild ride when you come out of the gate already in character. <laughs> That's full of right. Beans. Oh, you don't even know that the fun we're about to have is going to be palpable. So, so Chris, are you a longtime Dungeons and Dragons lover? You know what? I, uh, I've always loved Dungeons and Dragons, except I didn't get into it until recently past no. few years they came out this is the thing as as you would know if you're a real big game nerd different editions of games come out and the fifth edition of dungeons and dragons came out the rules got super good hmm. and everyone's starting to play it so i had the old monster manual when i was a kid but i never knew how to play it because i was always really intimidated by all the like percentages and the math you had to do but now it's super easy. It's just a lot of addition and subtraction and fighting goblins. Any, any old idiot could do it now. Any old idiot can do it. Would you say that the new, the new D&D, is it part of STEM? Science, <laughs> technology, engineering, and math. I, you know what? Absolutely. I think it's science because of how the uh, concepts of human interaction and uh, b biological meshing go. Okay. I think it's okay. technology because you need different ways of producing the material and the dice that you need. Okay. okay. Engineering is the E, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Engineering. I mean, you have to engineer an entire story. That's not necessarily pre-written. You're doing it all together, right? You're like narrative engineers, I would say, on that end. And the M was uh, math? was math. Yeah. Oh, tons of well, math. Plenty of math. I mean, plenty of math. Um, so I pointed out in the intro that I, I took this off of uh, the website for the show that you guys bill Dwarven Moss as yes. the HBO of Dungeons & Dragons. Can you tell yes. us what that means? Well, Is it because uh, of sex? It's the, there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of nudity, but again, because it's a podcast we're we've gotten really good at describing nudity, tasteful okay. nudity, but nudity nonetheless. It's like, Oh, you take, you see a breast and then you roll the dice and depending on uh, the number, that's, that's how you describe uh, the breast maybe. Uh, yeah. And that's depending on the number. That's how many breasts <laughs> could be there. One, it's wow. like the girl from, uh, from um, total recall. Total recall. Famous exactly. three-breasted woman, and apparently yeah. that's how um, the creators of Total Recall uh, created that character. They had a dice lying around. They rolled it, wow. landed on three, wow. three-breasted alien. 
Wow. Well, I love that. So, so, so you're bringing a bit. So you're bringing a bit of flash to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody actually quoted, told us that we call ourselves the HBO and D and we don't know how braggadocious that is. But uh, we thought it was, you know, if you're gonna walk into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. You gotta walk in with a swagger, you know what I mean? Right. Oh yes. Well, HBO of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> sounds like you know way cooler than if you'd been like, "We're the Stars Network of Dungeons and Dragons," or like Crave. Exactly. Like, we're the Crave we're the Channel One of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Home and Gardening Network. <laughs> we're the Music Plus of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> So um, I, I wanted to ask you as well, because I, I, I must admit, I approached today's episode with a bit of trepidation, because I associate oh. Dungeons and Dragons with, you know, in the 80s and 90s, uh, stories in the news about teenagers going crazy playing yes. D&D and murdering their parents. <laughs> is, your, is your show Dwarven Moss, uh, are you looking for that to happen with your listeners, or...? Uh, I mean, 100%. That was a big draw in the 80s to the game. So why not bring it back? You know, we're rebooting that that, uh, satanic panic that they had, you know? Actually, have you guys seen... There's James, you would love this. I mean, Mike, you would love it too. Your love of film. Don't don't leave Uh, me out. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Mazes and Monsters. Have you guys heard of this? No. Like a, like a, a, one of those movies they made in the 80s that was like kind of like a PSA and Tom Hanks is in it. Oh, really? And Tom Hanks su- has suffered like PTSD syndrome because his brother has run away. But he's playing Dungeons and Dragons with these new kids and uh, it gets too intense for him. And he turns in to his cleric wizard and he just he's bipolar. So he just. Oh, no. Whoa. Yeah. Heavy movie. It's well, heavy. And that's, does that's, he kill someone? Uh, he stabs someone. Oh, no. Tom. Tom. <laughs> It's funny because I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I have played like Skyrim and like video games that I think are basically the idea. That's it. And it's funny too because it's it's funny to me that playing Skyrim would make you want to kill your parents. <laughs> <laughs> like I might want to. I don't. You know, maybe I, there's other reasons you might want to kill your parents. But I know it really. It's, Skyrim. It's, it's the idea that someone looking outside in this insanely nerdy thing. It's kind of like <laughs> oh, you're baking cookies. That'll make you want to kill your parents. Like, it's so far-fetched. This yeah. is the nerdiest thing in the world. There's nothing about it that could possibly turn you into some psychological damaged good. Although we'll see. slaughter your parents. We'll see. I'm excited we'll for this episode today yeah. because I'm wondering if, if actually, I mean, look, I don't want anything bad to happen, but it could be good for our podcast if someone listens to this D&D session we're about to do. Goes nuts. It's all over the news. Hey, yeah. if it bleeds, Downloads, it leads, right? Up. It would benefit both of our shows, and that, in the end, is a good thing. <laughs> Never thought about it that way. You know what, boys? Accepted challenge. <laughs> um, well, I guess, so we're having you on this week, Chris, and I, even though I'm a little nervous, we thought it would be fun if you sort of, I don't know the terminology, but you led us on a D&D campaign. Yeah, and I just so want to I- throw in here, Mike... Mike d- barely knows what Dungeons and Dragons is. He oh. is not uh, that kind of nerd. So this will be, I'm excited to see, you know, for Mike to learn. Yes. Okay. This is going to be great, Mike. Okay. So before we begin, let's just, let's just kind of, as they say, let's just do a quick session zero. Okay. 
Session zero where we prep uh, ourselves. I, okay. I okay. don't understand. I don't understand what, what what that means. You know, it's all going to become clear. It's all going to come out in the wash. Okay. okay. Mike, don't be annoying. So, uh, <laughs> Mike, tell me what you want your race to be. Well, now this might be a real heavy topic. question okay, in today's. I know, I know, but you know what? This is this is this kind of game. It's a very progressive game, and allows you to be any race you want. Now, do you mean a hum- of a human type or like a monster race? Anything. I'm going to open the doors and allow you to be absolutely anything you want. How about a Irish Frankenstein? Oh gosh, <laughs> I love it. So you're sort of like a homunculoid, like a a, a, a man, a put a, what what do they call that? A uh, a Frankenstein. You know what I'm going to call you an Irish Frankenstein. Was I was Frankenstein Irish? No, he was like uh, German or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Are you like, talking about uh, doctor or the or the monster? Well, that's, right, that's mm. something we have to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so we've got an Irish Frankenstein, and uh, I also now want you to choose what kind of class you want to be, Mike. So think of, those, think of those very stereotypical Lord of the Rings kind. Do you want to be a wizard? Do you want to be a oh. ranger? Do you want to be a fighter? Do you want to be a rogue? Um, I'll be a wizard Irish Frankenstein, Mike, please. I'm just going to throw this out there, Mike. You're, you like music. You could be a bard. Oh, that's true. Well, wait, but I don't wait, want to influence are, you. Is there a menu of, uh, you said uh, bard, wizard, rogue. Rogue, fighter. Construction worker, is that one? No. Construction worker, sure. I mean, that has a lot of, that That character would have a lot of strength, a lot of constitution. I'll be, I'll be a bard, actually, because that means okay. I can sing songs, Brilliant. which is something I do in real life anyway. So. You know, a bard is great because a bard are very inspiring. Mm-hmm. People, when when the group hears your song, you have bardic inspiration, you know? Okay. Mm. So your charisma so, is very high. So our party would be in the woods, and then Mike's singing on his lute might inspire us to, to kill. Exactly. Uh, right. Exactly. Okay, so we've got an Irish Frankenstein bard. And James, same as for you, What what is your race? That's a great one. <laughs> boy, oh boy! Uh, you know, I, I, it would be fun to to try out a different human race, but I'm thinking uh, a Khajiit, which is a uh, half uh, yes. tiger, half human from uh, Skyrim. Okay, interesting. Because James, you're always telling me you wish. You know, I uh, always like I wish I was Serbian or whatever. I I, I often do. <laughs> yeah, but I you could be you a Serbian cat person. <laughs> Now, I encourage people to Google uh, K-H-A-J-I-T, a Khajiit, because there's something very sexy about them. They're they're kind of like leopards, but they're human bodies. Yeah. And you can you can get mods that, you know, allow you to, to see them naked in the in Skyrim. So. Do, did oh, you get that? Did you get those mods? I You know what? I might have come across them on the on the Internet um, for a joke. But yeah, they are out there for a joke. Okay, James, what is your class? So what is so we've got a oh, yeah. Capra, a Khajiit here. Yeah. A mysterious type personality, these these Khajiit. Maybe I'm like what's the equivalent of sort of an AM talk radio host? Like a not a preacher. A guy who stands and like per, hmm? You'd be like a cleric or a paladin. Okay. Cleric? Okay, cleric, yeah. 
clerics are good because they're 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 sort of holy warriors, you know. Yes, I'm getting up to like creepy stuff in the church. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Okay, this is fantastic. <laughs> Sounds bad. So, uh, we're good. I mean, we don't know it's what not, church. It I just is. want to clarify when I said I'm getting up to creepy stuff in the church. It's not when you're. All, it's not that. No, I think <laughs> it's good that you point that out because I think when you said that, a lot of listeners' minds instantly. Went to, you know, the usual story yes, you hear Mike, about the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. You know. yeah. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so I have what I need from you guys. This is great. So I'm going to put, uh, okay, yes. Oh, this is good. Oh, oh, yes. This is exciting. Uh, but, okay, yes. All right. All right. I wish I could play music because that's, that's kind of also a clincher. Maybe Mike has some it, music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of, bed. What kind of music would you like? What kind of like uh, instrumental music do you have? I'll afterwards I'll add some. Uh, <laughs> it could be like you know. Music. Ding, ding, oh, some great! Ding, yeah. Ding, 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 Lute music or yeah, uh, some like green sleeves. Yeah, yes. we'll do that. Some like traditional sort of green sleeves. Yeah. Um, okay, great. And, and so, okay, and this is where we drop you in. Okay, as the dungeon master right now, I'm gonna drop you in. Okay. You remind me of, Take the do you pill. guys remember the VCR game Nightmare, where there'd be the, the gatekeeper? Yes. You remind me of that guy, except that guy oh. had a thick Polish accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a thick... Uh, uh, <laughs> Canadian. Uh, Canadian accent, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I was going for something. Ugh. Couldn't find it. All right, we'll begin here. You guys, you, you're, we're dropping in. We're, you, you guys are, are in a city called uh, po, Polandia. <laughs> you're in the, the village of Polandia. And you both have been here for a few days now because you've just come down from the high road of the, the, uh, the, the Double Rivers Trail. And you've made your, your way to Polandia because you've heard, you both have heard the recent whispers of a monster in, in the, the deeps of Polandia that you've been asked to kill. Shit. Oh. Yeah, and, and you've just reached the tavern. The tavern of Polandia called the Spicy Piss. Okay, I like it. Yeah, this is a Spicy Piss. And you guys walk into the doors of the Spicy Piss and there's some music playing. Okay. And there's a barmaid handing out brews. And she comes right. up and she says, well, hello, boys. Can I offer you a seat? Thank you, beautiful uh, maid. Um, we would love, my friend here and I would love a seat, and I would also love to get your number. Oh, well, aren't you a saucy one? All right, now, James, this is where I need you to roll a d20. You're going to roll for persuasion. See if you can persuade this barmaid to give you her number. Good luck. All right, I'm on a wizards.com online dice roller. That's right. I got an 18. Oh, she looks at you and says, oh, my word. And she rips off some of her dress and she <laughs> has a, um, a ballpoint pen available and she just jots her number down quickly and hands it to you. There you are. Um, can I then? Uh, here's what I do. I, I say, 
Not so fast there, barmaid. I want your number two. Ooh, you're <laughs> a big one. Yes, I'm, I'm oh. an Irish Frankenstein, actually. Oh. I can, I can sing a song. It'll melt your Frank everything, actually. Frankenstein, ever heard of the term cock block? Oh. Give it a rest, dude. Yeah, so uh, at this point, uh, Irish Frankenstein, Mike, you pull out your loot and yeah. let's have you roll a d20 and see how much you, how well you perform your song for her, the barmaid. Okay, I rolled on wizards.com and I got a 16. <laughs> oh, now you also, because you're a bard and you have a charm uh, of plus four, so that's 16 plus four, you got a 20. And this woman okay. just is Damn it. her mouth is agape. She mm-hmm. takes back the number that she wrote down for James and yes. puts it right in your sewed up hand. Yes, thank you. So, she's insane, but okay. <laughs> and she goes, please, have a seat over here, gentlemen. And she sits you down at a table right in the corner of the tavern. You know what, babe? You couldn't handle this, honey. Take a look at this. Y'all, you couldn't handle this. And then I show my body, my leopard body, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And she kind of, she she sees that. She throws up in her mouth a little bit. She goes, oh, what was I, I thinking? Go, more and proof she... that you couldn't handle what I've got when I'm oh, packing. She My scurries pleasure. away to go get drinks for you. And All you right. guys are sitting in the din of this tavern, listening to the music Ooh. and the people. Mm. And you Ooh. remember the mission. You guys start remembering the mission that you've been sent here for. Right. Right. Shit, Mike. So, I mean, here we are in Por- Polandia. Actually, makes me think of Portlandia, which is a great show. You should check out if you haven't seen it. It's on Portlandia. IFC. Portlandia. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Carrie. They're there. And, yeah. Oh, it's a great show. Anyway... Damn, I wonder where this freaking monster is. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I want to kill the damn thing because uh, it's too. causing so many problems. And I, I, I really think I can do it, you know, uh, and become a hero and prove to everyone that I'm not uh, the weakling they think I am. Hmm. Well, good luck with that, Mike. You're an Irish Frankenstein bard, you know, not exactly uh, the captain of the football team. Okay. Um, I'm sick. All my life I've put up with anti-Irish discrimination, and um, <laughs> when I murder this monster, for once, um, there'll be a positive story about Irish people. So. <laughs> and an old, old crooked man wanders up to your table and goes, are you guys shitting on the Irish? Well, <laughs> my friend is, but actually... I overheard you shitting. Hey, I've just... got Irish blood in me, too. I'm not shitting on the Irish, sir. Oh, <laughs> oh never mind, then. Part I... Irish, part tiger. Oh, yes, I can tell by the patterns on your fur. Yeah, want to give me a stroke? Oh, <laughs> my word. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't you roll for, uh, for, for, for sexuality there, James? So roll <laughs> a, a d20, d20 for sexuality. All right. And if any listeners Oh, I got kids, a six. This thing is oh. fucked. Oh. The guy can, oh, get your filthy paws off me, you abomination. Look at you. You two must be the fools that have taken up the monster contract. Well, we have taken it up, but we're not fools, and I I resent you using that sort of language to us. Oh, well, you would. Look at you, you weird. What are you, you stitched-together man? I'm an Irish Frankenstein, and I'm also a bard. That's how I make my living. Oh, yeah. weird old man talk to you like this, Mike? Stand up for yourself, dude. Grow some balls. I'm gonna hit you over the your your old man head with my loot if you don't pipe down, sir. Oh, really? Are you? Yeah, you can't even grow balls. You'll probably have to get balls sewn onto you, you Frankenstein. I'm gonna. Good one. I'm gonna 
pull down my pants and show you, sir, just so you can see what I that I do have balls. Oh my god! Okay, so Mike, you stand up and you pull down your pants and roll roll a d twenty. You're gonna okay. roll for intimidation, this guy. Okay. You're gonna intimidate with your Frankenstein-y uh, oh. genitalia. Just give me one second. I'm having trouble with the online roller. Okay, I got a seven. <laughs> oh, as you pull your pants down, your penis falls. It comes off with your pants. It falls off a little bit with your pants. He goes, oh, you're the Monster Hunters? Yeah, good luck. Oh, shit. And he nice, cobbles Mike. away. He made us look he like hobbles. a loser in front of this old man. <sighs> and what's with your penis? Not exactly German engineering. <laughs> yeah. You know, what the hell? Yeah, I'm not German, so it's, it's Irish engineering. No, I know, but it's like, get a better anyway guy to sew it to you. <laughs> so the, the barmaid <sighs> returns. She puts down two beers for you guys. Oh, thank you, man. Mm. Absolutely, yes. I... You're you're the warriors sent to kill the Kraken. It's uh, first of all, can I also get a Red Bull when you come back? Yes, of course. And second of all, a Kraken? I didn't know we I, were killing a Kraken. You know what? The the locals around here call it a Kraken. It's because they don't know other monsters. They hear Kraken. They just associate oh. monster with Kraken. It's not really a Oh, okay. Is it kind of like how people just call snowmobiles Skidoo, even though Skidoo is a is a company? Is a company and a brand name. And sk- yes, that's like, yeah. absolutely Like it. with Kleenex as well. Like we refer yes. to all, all tissues. We call them Kleenex, but actually... It should be called... Technically, it's facial tissue. That's yeah. right. So that's right. Scotch yeah. tape, right? Mm-hmm. Which I call everything Scotch tape. Right. Oh, really? Even... Not duct tape, though. Well, I mean... Why not, right? Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I like you, barmaid. Thank you. Thank you, but I wanted to give you fair <laughs> warning before you went to defeat the monster. Oh, Whatever you do, don't play music around it. It hates music. Hold on a second, barmaid. Yes? I make my living as a bard. I am a basically a troubadour. I've got my loot here, um, and music is who I am. So if I don't play music, then... I'm. I'll get depressed, and uh, I'm not willing to part with music. So, well, it. that's your own fault for getting into the arts, isn't it? I mean, well, I've been telling him that it's a bullshit line of work. It's a bullshit. There's not money in it. This, What's your no. union? This guy keeps telling me to get my real estate license, and I'm like, no, I'm a musician. I don't care about real estate. Or um, just get into day trading, like I do. I make a uh, fucking I, mint. Absolutely. You know, the housing bubble right now is. Pretty uh. small, and yeah. I mean, yeah. what if you told uh, Shakespeare to stop writing uh, plays and to become, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a hedge fund uh, manager? No. <laughs> well, I mean, he would have had a lot more money. Probably would have died a lot older than he did. I guess it's a great point, yeah. and probably with a bit with more hair because it wasn't pulling it out always. Going, oh, why am I a playwright? Oh, exactly. <sighs> oh. So you should head to the uh, northeastern part of town where the well is, the broken water well. Okay. That's where people see the beast the most. All right. Well, I'll chug a lug this ale and uh, I suppose we'll be on our way. And also, barmaid. Yes. Uh, You're going to want to wait up for us because I'm going to come home and bring the, the corpse of the monster back and... 
we're gonna make love over its uh, dead Ooh. body. Ooh. And she's still yeah. really reeling off the big. Uh, the big persuasion you did off the top. She yeah. goes, ooh, well, I'll be here, big boy. And she stumbles back and she looks down. <laughs> she picks up, oh, is this your penis? <laughs> yes, it is, ma'am. Oh, there you are. I'll be waiting. And she skips away to the... All I'm going to say is I just dodged a bullet. <laughs> Enjoy having sex on a dead body, Michael. Perfect for I you. <laughs> so you guys leave the tavern and you head south. And the, the town outside is, is very quiet because people have shut their doors and their shutters. And you guys are new to Port Polandia as well. So people are giving yeah. you cut eye and, and the evil eye. And there's Mike's a beggar probably on looking the at Yelp like, oh, I wonder what's the best restaurant, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I know that we could use a bit of encouragement because we're not welcome in town. So I'm going to play... A sort of uh, a pump-up song on my lute to uh, to get us ready for the battle ahead. Oh, this is fantastic! Okay, so Mike, I want you to roll a d twenty, and then depending on what you roll on d twenty, let's see. Okay, I don't know why this is taking so long. Just one moment. I'm rolling a d twenty. D twenty, thirteen. Oh, plus your Ooh, plus your okay. charisma modifier. That's really a sixteen. Okay. So now oh, I want so you to roll modifiers. a D10. A D10. Okay. Yeah. So what's your I got total? a 10. Oh my gosh. 10 people. 10 people start to come out of the building surrounding yes. and start to yes. listen to your song and start to headbang. And they're just so jazzed and pumped by this thing. You're just rocking out on the loot. What, might the, what might the song sound like, Michael? Oh, I mean, I, I feel a little... Uh, you're putting me on the spot here. Do you really want to hear oh, what it sounds like? Well, yeah. I mean, if you roll that high, this All is right. this is how the the the, the roll works. This it's is like, how the game works, Mike. It's like pumping up, pumping up. Gonna get ready for the fight. Gonna kill the kraken. That's actually it's, it's a little. It's not exactly a kraken as most of us imagine it. It's a different type of beast than gonna kiss a barmaid. <laughs> and everyone just Inspiring. roars with applause. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fuck yeah! People are just rather <laughs> pushing each other. There's only ten of them too, so but it's relax, really everybody. Loud. We don't want you to, anyone to get injured here. I, ah, you know. And uh, uh, there's a small child who approaches you and he says, oh. "That was so inspiring. Please take this." And he hands you a dagger. What a, what a lovely young man you are. Um, I will gladly take this dagger. And uh, you know what? I promise you to kill the Kraken with this dagger. Then I'll give it back to you later. Oh, my word. That would be so great. My parents were killed by the Kraken. Oh, that sucks. I'm also looking for new parents if you two are... Uh, yeah, know, uh, no. Yeah, yes. uh, no, thanks. I'm a no-kids kind of guy. Actually, oh. you. you shut your mouth, sir. We would be glad to be your two daddies. No, what are you talking I'm, about? I'm super mature. I'm really mature for my age. First of all, we're not together. We're... Hired killers, okay? Well, so he, we certainly don't live together. We're not even really friends. You're walking down the street together. Yeah. Yeah, we're together in a way, but were you like, not just, just holding colleagues. hands earlier? I, I thought I saw you holding hands earlier. That's no, just the way that. Maybe, no. That's the way that killers, you know, it's the part of the killer code. We have to hold uh, hands. We don't need to be romantically together, though, to raise you as our little baby boy. So don't. That's true. You, know, you, you kind of do, and we're not. So oh, we're not. thank you, T. 
two daddies, and he skips away. He's just saying, two daddies, two daddies, two daddies. Oh, I love that boy. Oh, I hate that boy. <laughs> I wish when his parents died, he had died too. <laughs> so you guys make it to the crossroads now oh. at, the, at the eastern part of town, and you can go north or you can go south. Mm. In a mist, there's a mist to the north and there's a haze to the south. Well, that doesn't make things easier for us. Um, <laughs> James, I know that I've been winning since since we got into town, so I'm going to let you choose which direction we go. Oh, yeah, hashtag winning. Well, when I think back to our time in that delightful tavern, I love um, and even though the lady never got me a Red Bull, um, I, I remember she said that the Kraken was in the northeast of town, so I think we should go north. All right. If we're going to find this stupid thing. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine with that. Amazing. I, uh, so yeah. you guys head north, and slowly you push your way through the fog and the mist, Oof. and it Ooh. starts to stink. There's a stink of of boiled cabbage and oh. and and just like like diarrhea and like barf and <laughs> and, and poo and pee. And oh, it reminds me of James's uh, room. Like the way. <sighs> That, oh, very smell. funny. Very funny. And, and there's and a cackling. I'm proud of how I smell. There's a cackling you hear from the mess. <laughs> and it sounds, James's ears, his cat ears perk up. <laughs> because it's another Khajiit. Oh! What? An old Khajiit standing by this stone well. Ooh. I just want to say I had a joke for the stinky smell. I was going to oh, say, yeah, geez, I, I, I was going to say, geez, I feel like we're in Tommy Lee's car. <laughs> what? I mean, timing wasn't perfect on my end, but pretty good one. What does that okay. mean? Well, Tommy Lee, you just imagine his car. He's probably puked and pissed and shit in there. Oh, okay. Is that a matter of historical record? Like, No, it's my opinion. Oh, okay, okay. Because have you seen the sex tape? Yeah, but he doesn't shit in it, does he? No, but he might. Well, he probably did right after. Right, we're, anyway. We're, we're also talking about Tommy Lee Jones, right? Tommy Lee Jones' sex tape? <laughs> I Have you guys seen see Tommy Lee Jones? It was from the Sling Blade era. He made it. That's he wasn't right. in Sling Blade, was he? No, that was... Sorry. <laughs> Dude, that's... That that's other guy uh, who was mad at John Gomez. Billy, like, Billy, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones and Billy Belter. I get those guys are easily mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they're all the same. Okay. So you move to the well, and there's an old Khajiit standing over it. You! He reaches out his paw and he, he points it at James. You! You <gasps> have returned. Yes, I re- returned. Do you know this guy? Um, yes. I do. Yes. Tell your friend who I am. Yes, I this- deserve to know. <laughs> No, you don't deserve to know. I'm just going to tell you because I choose to. <laughs> this is my mentor, the the ancient Khajiit known as Tommy Lee. <laughs> Tommy Lee. I oh. am Tommy Lee, the ancient Khajiit. I trained this young man in the ways of the clerical arts. Yes, he taught me everything I know about, like, God and God, church yeah. in a cool yes. way, though. You know, he was kind of yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Personally, uh, yeah. I'm not into organized religion, but I respect people who are. And may I just say that, you know, you've done an okay job with, with James here, but could you do something about the smell, sir? I mean, Ooh. I don't want to insult you, but uh, you stink to high heaven. That, Dude, you just insulted a really important guy, but anyway. That is not me. How? Well, it's coming from you. 
Well, I mean, I didn't start to smell it until you guys arrived, so... uh, All right, fair enough. Fair enough. To be honest, it is overwhelming. I mean, I'm... I don't know. I'm surprised you haven't smelled it, but... Well, I... I, Frankly, I think it's coming from this well here. Interesting. Oh! Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's coming from the well. I'd like to apologize for blaming you for the... For the smell, I didn't put two and two together about the well. No, no, easy. You know what? I mean, I've been out here for a long time. Yeah. My senses have been going a bit wonky anyway, so yeah. I don't blame you. I blame the situation. Uh, well said. Well said. Thank sir. you. But if you, know you what? in this yes. time of this, you know, politically, people are so divided. It was actually really refreshing to hear an Irish Frankenstein and an ancient Khajiit have a disagreement and come to to you know resolve it. In a mature right? way, they didn't resort to this yep. name-calling you're seeing on Twitter. Yeah, you know what? Thank you very much. And I feel like this is the work that has to be done, you know? Yeah, Reach absolutely. out to the other side, Starts you know? With us. Don't... Yeah, cross the aisle. Cross the aisle, you know? Yeah. May Polandia be a beacon shining in a dark world. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, you know the uh, local saying? Yes, Already? I, do, yeah. Wow, yeah, I have fantastic. the um, I have the Lonely Planet Guide to Polandia, and it mentions it there. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That was written a while ago, too. It's a little out of date. Some of the restaurants in the, in the listing are not uh, open anymore, but it's, it's, yeah, oh, it's well, true. I mean, COVID, what do you expect? Uh, yeah. yeah, and you know what? Gentrification, hard, you know? Oh, yes, 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 Once yes, yes. the local uh, uh, pageantry started raising taxes. Now, yeah. now it's like everywhere in Polandia is a pharmacy or, uh, you know... A Starbucks, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. and you know what? Microbreweries have been popping up everywhere. Uh, yeah, and weed stores. Uh, we yeah. Like, I'm glad you it's know? legal, but yeah. do we need this many Holy, stores? a bit, bit overkill, am I right? Yeah. I mean, call yeah. me... I'm old-fashioned. I'm an old-fashioned cat man. Me so, too. Hey, yeah. there you go. Hmm. You shouldn't say that, though. You are young. Oh, yeah. And spry. Look at you. Yeah. And he, he pokes at your cat belly. Come yeah, on, but look it's at abs, this. maybe. Oh, you two are the only two who can rid Polandia of this monster. And I believe it's down that well and he does what he can and kind of pinches his kitty nose and goes, P.U., you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Yeah, P.U. indeed. I have a dagger. (laughs) I'm trying to be brave. I, I vowed to kill the monster. James, why don't you hold on to my ankles and just sort of lower me over the edge of the well and I trust you because we've been through so much together. Just dangle me down a little bit. Just give me a dangle. Hey, if you're going to stick your face in this stinky, stinky well, not going to complain on my end. So sure. All right. So James, I need you to roll for a dangle. (laughs) All right. You're just going to roll a D20. Yeah. Let's see what you get on the dangle roll. An 11. Okay. But you know what? Because you're a cleric, I'm going to give you a uh, a modifier of plus four, because as a cleric, your strength is going to be quite high, too. So yes. 11 plus four, 15, you successfully nice. dangle yes. a, a, a large Irish Frankenstein down this well. And this other Khajiit, Tommy Lee, is standing back going, I have, I've been a cat for a long time, and I've never seen this before. You guys, you know what, you guys, this is what the Dungeon Master is allowed to do. He's allowed to give out inspiration points. You guys have just earned yourself one inspiration point. Yes. Yes. This now, is what you can amazing. do, you can add that to any attack roll okay. and double it. 
Ooh. Yeah. So what do you see? Let's now, Mike. Let's get you to roll for perception. A D twenty. What do you? I'll tell you. Uh, depending on how you roll, we'll see. <laughs> tell rolled, you what you see. I just rolled a D twenty. I got the result. One. Oh, oh Mike. Should I re-roll? Should I roll again? No. No. That nope. is that's okay. a critical okay. miss. Fail. And uh, actually, what happens is your eyes just start watering up from the oh. stink of poo and pee. It becomes so intense. Oh, I'm gonna barf. Yeah, you're also hanging upside down too, right? So yeah, the blood's uh, rushing to your head. I've got my yeah. dagger out, and I'm just I'm trying to just stab something. You're basically <laughs> just in a cloud of shit. Like if you rolled a one, I just lowered you upside down into basically like shit. Yeah, and that's a that's a fine. How do you do? That's it's a nice thing for a friend to do. Yeah, it's like if you vape vaped shit. That's, that's what you're it. in. That's exactly it. Oh God! And from well, that, you just hear a bunch of coughing and choking from Mike from this well. I get an idea though. Into. I'm getting an idea for a song about uh, being dangled in a cloud of shit. Okay, great. Than the Let's last one. roll for performance. Let's see. In, in, in a desperate attempt, Irish Frankenstein pulls out his lute being hung upside down. His eyes just burn. And because you're upside down, you're crying. Your tears are running up your forehead, too, Absol- right? So, yes. Is it a D20 I'm rolling? It's a D20, yeah. I got a 16. <laughs> you got a 16? Oh, my gosh. Plus a three because of your charm modification. You are playing a beautiful song from this well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not only does the smell of shit and, and pee dissipate, but those 10 people slowly <laughs> gather around the well, listen to the song. Going, hey, yes. All right. Woo. Yes. From adversity comes poetry is the way I look at uh, creativity. Oh, you know? be- and with that, the cloud of, of stink dissipates and you can see directly down the well, there's a big cave opening at the bottom of the well. Whoa. Um, James, I want you to drop me, and I want you to jump in after me. Okay, I'm gonna give a counter offer. I drop you, and then you lay on the ground down at the bottom of the well, (laughs) and then, because your body parts are replaceable anyway, I Mm. jump down and land on you, kind of like a mattress. Mmm... Is that cool? Uh, okay, I'm dropping you. Oh, ow. Okay. <laughs> Great acting. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Beautiful acting. <Wonderful. laughs> Oscar worthy. Now we're both at the bottom of this stinky, stinky well. Oh, and you're looking around. You're in this big, empty cave. And the walls look like they're caked with mud and Ugh. dripping yuck. God, and I feel like we're in Tommy Lee's rec room. <laughs> And Tommy Lee leans over the Khajiit, leans over the wagon. I heard that kind of like no, in. No, uh, I meant. I like in, uh, you can't do that in television guy. and it's Barth's all Burgers. Love, man, it's all love. <laughs> no, but I meant from, a different Tommy Lee. Ugh. But from hearing that, from yelling up this hole out of the darkness, comes this tentacled spider-like creature, ah! and it, it, it it's oozing like. Ugh. Gross and pus from its eyeballs. Oh, I hate it. And this is the monster that you guys are about 
to fight. Now the battle begins. Okay, we Kraken? have to roll for Fuck initiative. You. Okay, everybody, you guys okay. roll me a d20 and tell me what you get. I got a five. Oh, jeez. Oh, I got an 18. Okay, and I got... I'm going to be rolling for the Kraken. The Kraken got a four. Okay, oh, yes. so... Yes! Uh, Mike got a five, and James, you got an 18. All right, James, you're up first. What do you want to do? Remember, you're Um, a cleric. You can attack. You can do a a spell. Oh, yes. Maybe I want... So it's a spider. Hmm. That's right. Yeah, maybe I want to do a... I guess a (laughs) Christian spell on it. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. And, And what is that spell... Like, what does it look like? What do you do to it? Is it like a fire spell or a poison oh, spell? Maybe it's like uh, holy, like holy water in the eyes, because spiders have so many eyes. That's right. Okay, great. Okay. So it's, it's blinding it. Okay, so from your fingers burst out this holy water that only clerics have. Mm. And it's kind of weird, too, because it looks like just water. It, in a weird way, it looks like you're peeing from your cat fingers. Yeah. Oh. But... Yeah, and I mean, Mike just looks over and is kind of like, oh, this is something. He, he's never like seen it. this spell before, so yeah, it's, it's, disgusting. it's a little off-putting. Yeah, and I'm sort of like scraping my bottom feet like cats do in the litter as I do it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so let's do this. I want you to roll three D6s. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Three D6s. First one is five. Okay. Second one is three. Third one is two. Holy moly. Okay, so you've just taken the the giant spider thing. Lurches up on its back feet and goes, Ow, fuck, man, fuck. And he takes, uh, what is that? Three, five, one, six, seven, eight, nine, ten damage. He's taking ten damage now. All right. Yes. And he's just going like fat with his weird tentacles. He's wiping his eyes. He's like, ah, oh, that stings, dude. What the hell? He sounds and, like he's from California. Yeah, he's not supposed to be in Polandia. Yeah. He's an out-of-towner for sure. It's mm. like how the Ninja Turtles had California accents even though they lived in New York. Yeah, like how Michelangelo was a surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you surfing? The Atlantic Ocean? Uh, yeah, come you on. Know, give me a break. Yeah, you fucking shithead. <laughs> Stupid animal. <laughs> okay, Mike, it's your turn. Now, remember, you're a bard, so... Yeah, you- so I'm I'm going to sing a song, because I, I remember that the Kraken hates music, and I'm going to sing right. Danny Boy at the... <sighs> The friggin' because uh, I'm Irish Frankenstein, I'm gonna sing Danny Boy at the Kraken to try and destroy it. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Now, because uh, you know, because he hates music, because he's already blind, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you advantage on this roll. Yes, okay. So let's see how well it works. I want you to roll 2d20, and we're gonna take the higher number. All right, the first Whoa. one is 17. Okay, second one is 10. Oh, good. Okay, we'll take the 17. Okay, you hit. Yes. Now, he's going to take some psychic damage, Mike. I need you to roll 2d8. 2d8, okay. I got an 8. Oh, my God. And a 4. 
Oh my god, okay. This Danny Boy is an intense song. It can reduce a grown man to tears, so who knows about a Kraken? <laughs> oh yeah, well this Kraken's already suffering from this weird holy water in its eyes. Yeah. And it's yeah. listening just to its cavern being filled with the bellows of this Irish Frankenstein. Just singing, oh, daddy boy, the pipes, the pipes are, call. are and this, calling. And this monster's screeching, oh, God. I'm glad to be And it's flipping around. And, mm-hmm. Oh, you just took off. Good 12 damage. Yes. This Kraken is not looking good. It's stumbling around. Now, it's going to go for one of you guys. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't like that, but uh, okay. Because, well, I mean, here it is. It's his turn. He got a four, too, so he's at the end of the running order. He takes a big, he wipes, finally wipes some grossness from his eye, and he looks to where that awful music's coming from, and he looks at Mike, this giant, this giant Irish Frankenstein, and he he sl- goes to whip his tentacle at him. Yeah. Ooh. I, can and I try gets, and can swipe it away with the, the child's dagger? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what? He just misses you. Oh god. Thanks. But let's see as a bonus action, let's see if you can uh swipe at him. Roll a d20 and tell me what you get. Cuz I'm thinking of the tr- that little beautiful child that we promised to be the daddy to. That's we right. did not promise to be and the daddy I'm to. I'm rolling a d20 very slowly. I'm doing it meticulously and I got a 17. Oh, and that, yeah, that Mike, oh my good at gosh, this. that is amazing, Mike. You you slice at his tentacle and it yes. opens up and and what it looks like to you is poo comes oh. out of his tentacle. You <laughs> opened up his poo tentacle. <laughs> oh, Mike, it's a poo monster. Oh. That's right. Okay, back to James. James, it's your turn now. Can I wait before we go to James's turn? When the poo starts coming out, can I turn to James <laughs> and say, "So that happened?" <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. And then yes. you hear uh, okay. everybody outside the well who's gathered around is like, come on. <laughs> They're having a time just listening to this fight. Yes. All right, James, you step up. You, you're, you're this cat cleric. Mm. Your armor is shiny. Yes. You haven't my been touched sexy, yet. sexy, furry body. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, Chris, what if I use my inspiration point? Oh my god, okay, oh, no. done. Blammo. And what do you want to do with it? Um, attack the Kraken. Okay. <laughs> this is beautiful. That's You're going to take your what what kind of do you have a long sword or a short sword or uh mm, maybe what I weapon scratch to- at it. Oh Ooh. yeah, with your claws. Yeah. Oh, that's a great no, you idea. You know what? Oh, either I scratch at it or I kinda like the litter idea. Maybe I turn around and kick dirt at it like a cat covering its litter. Oh, beautiful. Okay, now, because we're using your inspiration point, I'm going to say that right off the bat, you totally hit this thing. So now I want you to roll three D12s. Okay. First D12. I got a three. That's bad. Okay. Second one. I got... An eight. Oh my gosh, okay. Third one, I got a six. All right. Uh, that is 17 in total. And with a flurry of hind legs, 
Mike the Irish Frankenstein looks at his friend who's like his front paws are on the ground and his back paws just do this like helicopter kick Mm. to this kraken and his claws are extended and with each scratch comes more flesh off and James I do this in all my Dungeons and Dragons games whoever gets the killing blow gets to describe it so James describe how this kraken dies okay so the Kraken is is there, and it's going, oh, God, I'm dying. And I, I go, oh, yeah? You're about to die a little more, bitch. <laughs> and just like a cool line to say. Yeah, yeah. Then I yeah. turn around. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I kick my legs up. All this dirt flies into it, and it, and the dirt kind of pokes holes. I'm kicking it so hard. The specks Ooh. of dirt are poking holes into its face and body and into its eyes. And it's going, no! And then I walk up to the dying Kraken and I go, this doesn't end with you. I'm going to find your wife, I'm going to find your children, and I'm going to kill them too. It's going, no, don't do that to my wife and children. I'm going, sorry, they're mine now. And then it it dies. Oh, beautiful. Just really make it feel bad. Yeah. Oh, God. I, uh... I just want to say to James in this moment that I don't um, Here stand go. by oh, how, he dealt, how he dealt with Fun that. Fun police. And that I truly believe that the sins of the father don't fall on the sons. And you oh, here punish, we go. Shouldn't in my mind, family. they do. In my but, mind, they do. This, okay. this sounds very religious, though, Mike. I mean, for someone who's not against, who's against organized religion, I mean, this seems very <laughs> steeped in religion. Well, uh, like, like Green Day once said... <laughs> I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> I'm an Irish Frankenstein. I'm a bard, but I'm also I have problems with religion, and I love the some of the rituals of religion. Anyway, um, I'm a little disappointed in James, even though I'm I'm I am truly relieved. Yes. that he killed the the kraken. Yes, and as you as you're relaying this to James and his Khajiit body, and he's he's cleaning all the muck and guck out of his his legs. You guys don't notice, but one more slimy tentacle starts to crawl along the ground and starts to wrap around Mike's leg. Uh, no, no, it's not funny. It is funny. No, because it's. Mike, you, you know remember what? you Let still him have, have the that leg. You're just a mishmash anyway. <laughs> you still have that dagger clutched in your hand. I'm gonna. I stab at the tentacle to try and finally kill it. Oh, and it totally works because that truly was a magical dagger. Yes, that was imbued with a blessing from the holy uh, <laughs> order of men. Yes. And, and that uh, men's rights activists. That's right. The holy order Mike, of men's rights activists. Maybe this turns Mike's character into a practicing MRA. Catholic. Yeah, red pill guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah, just full men's rights. Yeah. And the, the the kraken withers away with that final stab. It it deflates yes. like a gross balloon. Die. And lets it brings- out, not not a big fart, but it lets out one of those airy kind of kind of Ew. farts, you know? God, I feel like I'm in Tommy Lee's uh, bed. It, it brings me pain to kill another man, but it had to be done, <laughs> you know? 
So you guys, you, you, you wipe off the gook and the muck off you and you oh. climb back out the well. And now the whole town is around you. And they're yes. all singing and praising your names. And the little boy that you saw really comes up and he just goes, Daddy! Daddy! And he starts hugging both of you. Yes. Get away the, from me. <laughs> I, I put him on my shoulders and... Oh, beautiful. I give James a hug and we're together as a new family. Also, I I need to retrieve a little... Maybe the 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 final tentacle or, or the corpse of the uh, of the kraken for oh yes for, you were very sure to take the, yeah you were sure to you take you know it. how it smells right <laughs> yeah James you're gonna have sex on that I made a promise and I'm a man of my word I'm an Irish Frankenstein and at that point the uh, tavern barmaid runs up she goes oh you kept your word follow me this way <laughs> <laughs> and as the camera pulls out. The camera kind of tracks back, and it and it starts to leave Polandia, and as it leaves, the credits start to roll, and you just hear boom, 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 boom. <laughs> London calling, the next to be done, <laughs> London. And then, and then it yeah, cuts from that to just like a really graphic uh, scene of Mike and this lady having sex. <laughs> Right. I love it. It starts with Mike going down on her, and then it's like ten minutes. It's like yeah, it's ten minutes, and then there's a, there's a post credit scene where uh, where James is talking to Tommy Lee, and he's like, yeah, you know, there's no, you know, it's hard, it's hard out here for a Khajiit. Yeah, it's not easy. Can, can no. we can we do a rolling of the dice to see how nice the lovemaking is on the course? Oh of yeah, the crack please. Game? You know what? Absolutely. Let's roll a d twenty. Okay. And I got, a, uh, I got a 16. Oh my oh god. And god. I, you know what? I'm going to add your charisma that's modifier to that. So that's 19. And I want yes. you to roll a D100 now, Mike. See how many oh orgasms the barmaid. D100. She has <laughs> I got 71. She has 71 throughout the evening. Yes. James is outside wow. talking to Tommy Lee and all they hear just one after another orgasm after that's orgasm. Right. That's how we wow. do it. That's right. Yeah. And you guys have defeated the monster. You've reached level yes. three, guys. Amazing. Good ah, stuff. So, it. Mike, what do you think? Did James and I sway you? Are you a Dungeons and Dragons nerd now? or Chris? I'm a D&Der now. Yes. Yay! We did it! <laughs> I love the game. I love dice. I love dragons and muck. And I love uh, barmaids, most of all. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, that's exactly uh, that's exactly what the game is. Chris, that was really fun and great job. You're you are good at it. I see why you have a podcast. Oh, great! Thank you, thank you. That was that a was, lot of fun. Now, are the are the usual campaigns that you uh, that you dungeon master? Let me just quite, take this. Time. Okay, there we go. Are, are the usual campaigns as dirty as the one that we just had? Because I had everything. It was not not uh, safe for work, basically. Oh, it has that and more. Mm. And yeah. more. I mean, it, I. Hey, look. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here. But if you want to hear more of that, you should turn into a dwarvenmoss.com. If you know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're gonna jo when you listen to this thing. <laughs> wow. What um, are you doing in the bathroom? You know, before, I'm just during, to my after. D D podcast. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, Chris, your podcast is called Dwarven Moss. It's called Dwarven Moss, and I should explain it's called that because that's what we call weed in our uh, fantasy oh, world. It's, okay. it's Dwarven Moss, right? 
I thought it was like a fun term for like when a dwarf goes through puberty and starts. They get yeah, a little about- dwarven moss getting. Yeah, yes. oh, that's great. Yes. Growing in the hedges. That's great. Yeah. Oh. You know what? It means that now, Mike. I'm, I'm putting that down. <laughs> and yeah, you I, you, you just recently, like uh, was it mid-October the dwarven moss launched or? Yeah. Well, no, we did it on Halloween. Because ah. this oh, was like this cool gothic. There's, okay. It's an official Wizards of the Coast uh, campaign. And it's like you're basically fighting Dracula. You got to go to Transylvania and fight Dracula. But in this version, you go to Barovia and fight Strahd von Zorovich. And that's Dracula. I love it. That's his name. That's his name. A lot of great <laughs> <Wow>. voices. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds sounds terrifying and also fun, if that makes sense. And there's tons of boobs, too, if you guys... I mean, again, we <laughs> our description of nudity is spot on. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> Um, it's it's nice to have it described, and then you can picture it in your head. You know, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. You can go to weirder places. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, Dwarven Moss, download it. We'll and, put a link uh, Mike, to the show in the, link. in the episode yeah. notes. Oh, Brills, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Great to see you guys. Thanks for doing it. Thank this was gosh. really fun. You got it. I've been hanging out with my family so much. You know, it's nice to have a nice escape. It must be nice to to give put the family on the back burner and talk to two men and just use our imaginations together. Yeah, you know what? I mean, that's if there's anything that I've gotten out of this pandemic, it's gather a bunch of grown men and just imagine. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Chris, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You got it, buddy. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Bye, Mike. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, everyone. This is Chris Locke. Thank you for allowing me to drip into your ears like some sort of sentient syrup goo from Mars. This is an invasion. I'm here to promote my new podcast, Happy Good, with Chris Locke. Subscribe to it now because it will make you feel good. It's about forgetting all the craziness, the nonsense, the stress, and we relax together and laugh. It's a silly stream of consciousness, guided meditation to make you feel good, and it's on Sonar Network. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or on Sonar Network, but subscribe and come along with me because it will be fun. Thank you.